And that is Shine by Bishop Gunn, and uh, pretty good song, so. Very good song. What's going on this evening? Nothing much. We're sitting here, and we're back in the Endicott Hills, and we got a special guest with us tonight, and I'm going to let her take it over and introduce herself tonight. Hi, I'm Trin, or Trinity Sink, as some of you may know me as. Um, I've known Caleb and Briar for a really long time, two of probably my best friends in this world. Brothers, I would say, more than best friends. And it's honestly an honor to be here with them tonight. Good deal, good deal, good deal. Very good deal, very good deal. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where to start off right now. Where I want you kind of take kick it, man. All right, all right. Well, we'll, we'll just start by, um, well, we're just sitting here having a good time. Just cracked a beer. Very <laughs> normal, us having a good time with drinking. Facts, facts. And we're missing one today. Uh, shout out to you, buddy. Sorry you couldn't be here, but shit happens like that sometimes. So it does, it does. And then, and I don't know really what his big deal was, but it's all good. He, we missed you, Logan. Yeah, we do. Yep, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. Speaking of next time, tomorrow we should be having an incredible guest on. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll keep that one a secret though. <laughs> but anyways, so Trinity, how you how you been? What you said you went to Ohio not long ago? Yeah, actually, I've been to Ohio three times in the past month. It's been every two weeks, so it's been the past month and a half. First time was for one of my best guy friends' birthdays, and then my favorite little cousin on my mom's side got married. Most beautiful wedding I've probably ever been to. Truly in love, and then. I, this past weekend, just got back from Indiana slash Ohio for another wedding, and that was my best guy friend, my first guy friend to get married, and I got to the wedding and realized that I'm the only girlfriend that actually showed up to his wedding, so I didn't know anyone but all the guys I used to party with. It's a little awkward. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, just traveling. Um, I'm a waitress. I work four days. I'm off three days, and I travel on my days off. That's not bad. That's not bad. Now, first off, did you drive... Ohio every time or did you take a plane I drove and by myself well the second time I rode with my parents because my car Jovi has a lot of issues and she keeps breaking down and Mm -hmm. so Jovi was in the shop for I don't even remember what it was now but so the other two times I drove by myself you like how how long is that that's a six and a half hour drive six and a half and where at exactly in Ohio are you going Dayton which, okay. yeah, it's, I go to the countryside of Dayton. I'm not in the bad area. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of scary because you got to drive through the bad area. You do. What is just like a little old farmer town, something kind of like where we're at here now, Franklin Oh, County. yeah, on the countryside. You're definitely just out in the middle of nowhere, and it's Sweet. awesome. And I tell everyone, if you want to know what Ohio is, it's cornfields everywhere you look, and you're going to be going 55 miles per hour, and then you're going to go 35 miles per hour because you're going to pop in a little town that's like, I mean, think Ferrum. That's how small it is. There ain't nothing there. You drive through that intersection, you're going back 55 miles per hour beside more cornfields. Okay, that ain't bad. So is it not just corn or like tobacco or anything? Just corn. Uh, I don't know that it's just corn, but I don't think tobacco would be as common up there as yeah. down here. Yeah, it's more like Carolinas, South Carolina, something yeah. like that. A little hotter temperature. Southern blue. pride. Yeah. No, yeah, now, yeah. maybe just, a, you said that the, the wedding was probably the best wedding you've ever been to. Yes. The second wedding. Why is that? Um... So, most of y'all knew that I was raised German Baptist, to those that don't know. We'll get into that more later. But, so, my wedding experience, I've never been to a wedding with an open bar. I've never been to a wedding where there's dancing. Never. Like, it's, I know it's probably crazy for most of y'all to hear, but that's the case. And this was, um, this wedding was the first wedding I went to where they had dancing. There was no open bar. But I just, I got to watch them dance, and I just thought that was the coolest thing, and my 
grandfather actually walked out of it because he doesn't believe in dancing at weddings. No, kind of like an old footloose man. Really? Is that because part of back at what you were saying, German Baptists? Yeah, it would be their beliefs. They don't believe in dancing. Really? They definitely have a lot of an Old Testament view, but I mean, they believe in the New Testament too, but I feel like a lot of times their beliefs can really be in the Old Testament of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, no dancing. They don't listen to music. Um, their really? Church services, I never knew that. They yeah. do a lot of singing though. Oh, yes, but it's all acapella. They don't play instruments. Mm -hmm. um, no radios, no TVs. I'm really? 23 years old and I still have never had a TV in my house. Really? You still don't have a television in your house, right? I still don't have a television and my parents are not German Baptists anymore. But they asked us when we left if we wanted one. And me and my siblings were all like, well, we've never had one, so we don't really know what we're yeah. missing out on. Facts, facts. No, I do have to apologize. There is some background noise. That's nothing major. That's just a little bit of rain. We are outside in a gazebo right yeah. now. Rain and wind, and the wind is absolutely slaying my microphone right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is just killing my sound. But It's getting a little chilly, too. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, but. No, I mean, that's definitely mighty interesting. So, so at, at a German Baptist wedding, would they even have music, per se? No, there's no music. They actually normally have people that are known pretty well as pretty well-known singers that are known to be pretty good in the German Baptist culture and they will start the songs and kind of be placed throughout the crowd to keep the song going or whatever and basically your crowd sings your music for you as you walk down the aisle and everything. You don't have the wedding march or anything. Yeah. So no like walking down the aisle. They do walk down the aisle but there's no music played. No the, music It's at your all. crowd singing. Really? Yeah. Yeah but you know that they have to be off key songs. Oh, yeah, of course. You'll get that man beside you who thinks he's, like, on American Idol. <laughs> but, yeah, can't yeah, sing at all. For sure. For okay, sure. for sure. But. So is there any different uh, in a disconnect between German Baptist folks in Ohio versus here in Franklin County? Or is it just all about the same wherever you go? It's pretty much the same everywhere you go. So, like, in Virginia, there's four districts. There's a district in Roanoke. There's a district in Burnt Chimney. There's a district in Callaway. And there's a district in Farrell. And that's just where the German Baptist, it's basically what district you are in. It's basically like kind of like a school district where you live at is which district you're put in. Mm -hmm. I was actually raised in the plainest district in Virginia for the first nine years of my life until my parents split and went to the new group. But pretty much everywhere you go is going to be the same. But each district, one district might be a little stricter than another, but they all have the same beliefs and they actually have one big convention every year that everyone can come to and i'm sure you've seen it here in franklin county recently the big tents yeah that were for out sure, there sure. yeah no, no i'm sorry to interrupt but that that only comes to franklin county every it depends years? on their schedule and with covid it's going to be four years before they're back but i'm telling you four years i'm dragging all my buddies down to it because it is facts, one of the facts. coolest things to experience and i don't know if you've ever been to a convention or anything or know anything about german baptist but man they can cook they are some of the most best cooks I have ever met, and ice, they can make some homemade ice cream, and I love it. Oh, that's one of the best things my dad can make is homemade ice cream, and he mm. can grill like nothing else. I tell him all the time he needs to just retire from his job, and him and mom just need to travel the country and cater to people because, I mean, they could sell it. Mm. They could sell it, but yeah, my dad's a blue-collar man, and he likes his blue-collar job. He does. I mean... That's, but I think that's pretty much all German Baptists. All German Baptists kind of have their own 
set ways, you know. Oh, very set. Even when they walk away, like I have my things that are still my quirks. That some people will never understand about me, but that's that's my German Baptist quirks. I call yeah. them German Baptist quirks for sure. So one thing that I've been thinking about, and I can't stop thinking about, it, is the Roanoke district. A lot of the districts around here you see are based around what I would assume farming. Uh, and in Roanoke, I would assume you just kind of don't have that. So I would say most of your men, most of the time the women are stay-at-home moms. They, I mean, some of them will work public jobs, but it's very rare to find a woman in the German Baptist Church that is married that isn't a stay-at-home mom taking care of the garden, the household, and everything. But So I would say most of them in Roanoke definitely would have like a more public job. A lot of them run carpentry businesses and mm. stuff like that. Plumbing, plumbing stuff like that. Like yeah, Whistler yeah, Plumbing, yeah. that was for started sure. by a German Baptist yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, old man Whistler. Now, now, can I... A, lot, a term that is used a lot around here is called dunkards. Yeah, you, you don't you, you don't call us dunkards. Now, <laughs> that's fighting words that's right fighting there. Words, that's <laughs> fighting words. Now, could you elaborate on why or what is the difference between a dunkard and a German Baptist? Yeah, absolutely. So German Baptist, obviously, if you see him in town, you got the man. He's normally got a black hat on. He's normally got a beard. He's going to be wearing those homemade pants or as Caleb used to call them in 10th grade, the flower sack pants. Flower sacks. I mean, they got like seven buttons across the top. I don't know. I hope they never have to pee in a hurry because I don't know how they get those britches off. But now, now, This is really random, but at one point, I don't. my dad might have been messing with me, but he told me that they do not have zippers. So, yes, in the German Baptist man's pants, there's not zippers. It's just buttons across the top. It's like seven or eight buttons, and you got to unbutton, and just the flap comes down. Really? Now, yeah, that is it's very crazy. It's crazy. All and, right. like, they make them homemade. Like, obviously, you can't go to the store and yeah. get those made. Do you think that's because they're carrying a big package and a zipper just doesn't work? That I do not want to know. Um, but, I, I mean, maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's the men's modesty. Just, just a thought. Just a thought, though. But no, that's actually very interesting. So the word Dunkard is a huge no-no then. Yes, it's a huge no-no. So Dunkard and German Baptist, I can see the similarities. I actually have a friend that is Dunkard Brethren. But um, so like I was saying, like what the man dresses like and the woman, she's normally in a dress with the white cap mm -hmm. on her head. And obviously we dress way different than the average person you see. A Dunkard is more likely, some of them do have head coverings, but more than likely they're going to dress kind of like I did in high school if you knew me. Just like a long skirt and a shirt. Like that's how your women's going to dress. Your men's going to, their men probably dress a little more like men nowadays dress. They're not as set apart from the world, I would mm -hmm. say, as German Baptist is. So you're not really like saying a super offensive word. We just we know we're different than Dunkard and yeah. Dunkard Brethren are their thing, and we're German Baptists. We have our thing, so don't call us Dunkards. Now, a lot of people that don't know nothing about German Baptists may miscommunicate and misplace them for Amish. Oh yeah, that's another common thing in elementary school. Of course, everyone thought I was Amish, and they'd ask about my horse and buggy. And I've only rode a horse two times in my life. I'm, I'm terrified of horses. I'm so glad I don't, wasn't raised around Same. horse and buggies. I will second that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Horses, those those are beasts that should have we should not mess with. Yeah, no, no, no. Leave those alone. So I guess at this point, really, a lot of people mistake German Baptists as like some sort of crazy cult or, you know, some sort of something like that. What is like the religion behind that? I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's just a religion, not necessarily a cultist group or something of that nature. Oh, no, definitely not a cult. Um, German Baptists, they just choose to sit apart from the world. Like, they have their beliefs and stuff, and they just believe that their their way of getting to the promised land and stuff is just by living a simple life and just basically living on the faith that God is always going to provide for you. And I'm telling you, I have seen so many car accidents, deaths in the family happen over the years. And, I mean, it can just be tragic deaths that happen all of a sudden. And... and 
I'm telling you, six months later, those $3 million hospital bills, they're paid because the German Baptists have came together as a community and mm-hmm. taken care of them. And that's just not something you see in a lot of churches around here. No, absolutely at all. not. That, I was going to get to that. What do you think is different, like, as in religion between, like, a German Baptist church and maybe, let's say, like, a Catholic or something else of that nature? I think German Baptist, it's the sense of community. Like, they know they have their community, like, here in Franklin County or in the mm-hmm. different counties across the world. But German Baptist, that's your community that believe, like, you you have the same beliefs you go to church. And, I mean, it's just their way of life. German Baptist is their way of life. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that, like, I have some German Baptists in my family. But I was going to say that they're more, like, unlike other churches and stuff, they get together, like, maybe once, maybe two times a week where... German Baptist fan, like churches, they're not just like together. They're like together all the time. It's more of a family thing. Oh, it's definitely a family thing. And you have these very strong families that come from German Baptists. Like I'm not even sure when my family came into German Baptist, but it's not all the way back. And like my dad was never baptized with the German Baptist church. So I kind of grew up with a loose German Baptist um, mm-hmm. strictness and stuff growing up because my daddy wasn't German Baptist, but my mama was. So. Mm-hmm. So let me ask that story. He wasn't German Baptist, but she was. So how did that, how did that love story come together? How did they meet? How, how did that happen? Oh, that's crazy. So my dad was raised German Baptist, but he told his parents at seven years old, or I'm not sure if he told his parents, or he made the decision that like I'm, I'm never going to be German Baptist. And he met my mom, and they went on this date. They were at this harvest meeting or something in Pennsylvania, and a bunch of guys just decided they were going to take a random girl that they had saw out on a date. Like, it wasn't like they liked them or anything. They were just going to pick a random girl. My dad picked my mom, and my mom goes on this date, and it's one of the most awkward dates she's ever been on because the only other boyfriend she ever had was on this date with another random girl because he was friends with my dad. Yeah. And so she's like, this is awkward, and this guy still liked my mom, and she was aware of that. So they go on this date, and my dad says he's never taken my mom on another date because she's the most she's ever met. Like, just, she's awful. Wow. And then (laughs) my mom says she's never going to go on another date with him because he was the most couple she had ever met. And two years later, they got married on their two-year anniversary. Hmm. And my mom lives in Ohio. My dad is from Franklin County, Virginia. He would leave every Friday night after school, getting out of school at, like, 3 o'clock, or if he worked at, like, 5, 6, go out to Ohio and come back Sunday afternoon. Every single weekend for two oh, years. Oh, that wow. is dedication right there. Yeah, very much so. Very, very much, much so. So, yeah, they have a very strong love story. They've had their troubles, but I want a love story like my parents someday. For sure. For, for sure. sure. That, that's a pretty good love story. Now, now, I, I, I guess it's how do you think they would look as of your dad? You said he told his mom and dad that he was not going to be German Baptist. Do you think that they looked at him any different or... Or how did that I, go about? I think like, they always thought they were going to change his mind. And then, of course, when he gets out of the house, they don't have but so much control. And I remember, I mean, I remember them kind of put, making me scared as a kid. Like, your daddy's not going to be in heaven with you someday because he's not German Baptist. And I, I, it probably wasn't worded that way, but that's kind of how I took it was that, like, you know, because my dad hasn't joined the German Baptist church, I'm not going to know him mm-hmm. when I die or whatever. But, I mean, my dad believed. He just didn't believe the German Baptist ways. Yeah. And then eventually... When the divide happened, they walked away, and then they really started talking about church, and they are like, you know, German Baptist isn't the life for us. We want something else, and non-denominational church is where they go now. For sure. Well, so now, they, I mean, they went off the deep end now. now <laughs> non-denominational, I don't know how you said it, but what does that mean? Is that so, like, their church basically is saying they're not, like, Pentecostal, they're not Baptist, they're mm-hmm. not Catholic, like... 
They're just anybody that wants to come to this church can come in. Come to me. All right. We just believe in Jesus. And where is this church located? It's in Benton. I cannot remember the name because I never go with them. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I guess a huge question of mine is, you know, everybody in a normal society at some point acts out or, you know, does something of, you know, a negative legality. Uh, so what happens if you happen to be part of the German Baptist Church and you do something illegal or something that, you know, is a no-no? How, how's that handled differently? So, obviously, they have rules that are even stricter than the laws that you would have just here in our community. So, they um, have, so you would say that they pretty much have their own set of laws? Not laws, but, like, they have their own set of rules that they go by. Like, obviously, they don't have TVs. They don't have radios. Like, they have things like that. And if you get caught with a TV or a radio... You're going to have to come before the church, and you're going to have to stand up in front of the church. And, I mean, some people have chose not to apologize, and they walked away. And I think that's the term when people think they've been shunned. They weren't necessarily shunned, but, you know, you didn't ask for forgiveness from this group. Mm -hmm. You didn't act like you really cared that you're doing life separate for them. And you can always apologize and still walk away if you want to. But I think some people just, they'll still wear the uniform for years, and people will think they're German Baptists, and they're not actually. They've, they've never asked forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But they're not shunned either. I mean, they can still come to church and stuff. They're just, you're not an acting member of our congregation right now. Okay, okay. okay. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's very interesting. Hmm. They are definitely a very interesting heritage. It's something I'm very thankful I was raised in, but definitely not something I'd ever want to join. So, so how does a church come about? You know, who starts that? Who's the leader of that? You know, does that is that I'm I'm gonna assume a much older group of people? You know, and who's gonna take that over? How does that? And if you start a church, how do you get people to? You know, how do you get the group? I guess I don't know what exactly. Okay, what I'm trying to I, say. yeah, I get what you're trying to say, and some of that I might actually have to get back to you on. But like, I know there's a group that has um, it's actually a bunch of young families right now that have moved out to Colorado. And they're trying to start a church there. And basically what happens is you have a few people move out there and they just get together and do like devotions mm -hmm. with each other and stuff. And then they just kind of see if they can make a living there and other families start to join. And then as that happens, you will have an election and all the members will vote who they think the preacher should be and who the deacon should be. So like all the preachers in German Baptist, they're not like they haven't went to school to be a pastor or anything. They're fellow congregation, their fellow members of their German Baptist community has elected them into this position. Okay. So my dad's little brother is actually a German Baptist preacher. Oh, I did not know that. So yes. like, like my, um, one of my cousins is actually a preacher, but like you said, he went to school and he did all that. So yeah, German Baptist, you find out you're a preacher and it, it might be two months later that you're getting up and telling a sermon in front of all these people. So you gotta, you gotta figure it out real quick. So there's almost politics to this as far oh, as, yeah, you know, sure. voting and things of that nature. But yeah. they do not vote in like a normal election and they are pacifists. They um, do not believe in going to war. So like if say there was another, what's it called when they call a bunch of soldiers? Draft. Yeah, a draft. So mm -hmm. if there's another draft. The German Baptists basically have this policy where they sign papers and um, they actually have to do it. Some of them do them when they're 18 years old or whatever, but you basically go and you work for two years and you help with war efforts or whatever, but you're not actually being sent out to the front line. Mm -hmm. And I really don't understand where all that beliefs come from because I'm a big supporter of our troops and the freedoms I have here in America. Mm -hmm. So that's something I, one part reason I can't be German Baptist because I support our troops 100%. Yeah, Amen. 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 Now, you said something earlier about Old Testament and New Testament. 
Now, could you elaborate on that and how that kind of happened? Cause and, at, and specifically the differences. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the Bible is broke up into like two sections. So there's like the Old Testament that was like before Jesus's life. And then the New Testament is about Jesus's life and after. And I it's mean, almost like B.C. and A.C. before yeah, Christ. Basically, Christ. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's okay. a lot like that. And so the Old Testament tends to be um, stricter or, you know, they were just living on the word of God that had been passed down through these prophets over years and years and years and years. And the New Testament is like when Jesus was born, you know, lived his life, was crucified, all of that. And then when, what his disciples went out and told the world. And then like the last book of the Bible is Revelations. That's the book that's telling us of what's to come mm -hmm. in the future. If you believe in all of that so yeah. let's let's go to this point right here so of course german baptists generally are born into that what if you're someone like say myself who wanted to get into it not born into it zero family no connection whatsoever is that a possibility it is a possibility but just know that you are going to be working your ass off to get in there like you, you're going to have to prove yourself yeah, you are going to have to prove yourself um you're going to have to prove that you really do support their uh, way of life and stuff and you're gonna probably have to be around them for a while like I'm saying maybe two three years for them to make sure that you're taking them serious and this isn't just a joke for you so in other words if you're born into it you've got a little I'm not gonna say a better chance but you're 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 kind of starting well, kind of off. expecting you to be I mean honestly yeah. like I mean that's just the way of their life you think your kids are gonna be the same way so how does are, that go especially like Brian I know for sure like you have grandparents who are German Baptist but you're not probably same for you do they I mean, not that they think any differently of you, but do you think that you getting out of it or your grandpa, whoever got out of it, do you think there was some sort of mixed feelings about that? Or is it just kind of like, oh, you want to give it up, it's okay? Or is it more, uh, I, mean, I mean, she said they expect it. So when you go the opposite route, is it something that they're like, ooh, or are they just like, well, you know, freedom is, freedom does. I mean, there ain't but so much they can do after you turn 18 and get out of the house. I, I, I but do they still absolutely. accept you? I mean, they still accept you, but I also think it's all going to depend on the family. Because, I mean, you can have those families that are never going to talk to you again. There's going to be those families that have the mixed conflict. But, like, over years, they come to, like, okay, this is just the way you are. I may not approve mm -hmm. of it, but, like, we're cool. And then there's going to be the ones that are like, you know what? I love you, and I want you to be happy. So yeah. some of that's kind just of based on personality. It's just going to be based on personality. Because, like, our family, when we left the original German Baptist and we went with the new group, there was a lot of tension and stuff because my parents were just kind of like, you know, we left, we went with a new group. It was never discussed or anything. So when my parents left the new group and decided to just kind of go do their own thing, my dad's grandma or my dad's mom asked them to sit down and explain to their siblings why they were leaving. And they did. And there has been no tension since. And everyone just gets it. Like, you know, my parents are living their life. They're doing what's best for them and their family. Mm -hmm. And my parents respect how they're living their lives. And so just have respect. You don't have to believe now, the same things. Facts. I definitely understand that. But you mentioned old and new so what would be the difference between... Oh, like the old and new conference? Yeah. Absolutely. So the old conference is the original German Baptist group. And then so then back in 2009, there was a divide. A bunch of them left and created a new group called New Conference. So it wasn't originally called Old Conference. New Conference called themselves New Conference and then just kind of gave Old Conference their name. So I kind of feel bad for Old Conference. They just got this name. Mm -hmm. And so they basically divided. And the majority of that divide was over the use of Internet. The Old Conference do not believe in using the Internet. They want to be set apart from the world. And if they need use of the internet they will find someone that believes in the internet you weren't you're not going to find your like you can't go to your neighbor german baptist if they don't believe the same thing i mean some of them obviously have it we know how everyone is everyone's sneaky so the new group wanted internet and actually the really cool thing is this old conference group has made their own 
private internet with all these things so like they can't get to porn and all kinds of stuff like they think the internet's bad because they think you can just ease i mean you can easily access yeah, things no, you definitely, you can. definitely can, can but i think they have a really unrealistic fear of what the internet is that you know you can be safe on the internet so i feel here's a common question just kind of popped up is uh, like people who especially like myself who don't exactly understand this if if you had to put put the german baptists in a group of politics would they be more republican or democrat i i bet that that they do they even participate in that kind of voting they do not they do not participate in voting and i don't i mean that's not something that i really know that they would want to be claimed one way or the other i would definitely say they would tend to have more republican views as in like Mer- like on abortion stance and stuff you like that. That they're gonna have the gun more conservative. rights and things of that nature. I don't know about gun rights. I mean, they're gonna use their guns for hunting, but I don't know. I feel like they're also the people that they their full beliefs is you know as long as the law isn't affecting what God's word is put in front of us, and as long as we can worship God and we're not doing anything wrong for God, mm-hmm. we will obey the laws of this land. Yeah, and and of course I don't want to you know bring up anything that they may not want out but do they drink alcohol and things of that nature or are they so strict that they just don't 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 do any alcohol is not a really a place in their culture i mean of course you know every church has your wild kids but i mean you know kids are kids kids drink yes your german baptist kids are going to drink and trust me they can be some of the craziest ones facts (laughs) caleb and briar know caleb and briar know I, i can tend to go a little crazy sometimes but um I think a lot of that has to do in my life is being told no for so long and I couldn't do things and I've never been able to just accept the answer no. Like, I got to know why the answer is no. So so not to get too deep, but was there any point at a young age where you kind of looked at, I mean, like you say, you went to school with people. You could obviously tell that we, you know, we didn't participate in the same thing. Was there any point where you just kind of wish that things were different or Awkward thought of us differently or oh absolutely so i wasn't even in kindergarten when i told my mom i wouldn't join and she's like oh you'll join eventually and i think that was her trying to tell herself that i would join because she'll tell anyone now as a kid i used to draw with a sharpie all over myself so she should have known that tattoos were coming and i've talked about a nose piercing since i was like three or four years old i saw someone with their mm-hmm. nose pierced and i thought it was the coolest thing in the world and i moved to colorado and got my nose pierced so <laughs> um but okay. Okay, so perfect, actually perfect subject to get on. So let's talk about uh, your experience with going to Colorado. I actually forgot about that. That's that's freaking sweet. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so Colorado, um, as most of y'all may know here in Franklin County, she is the first one of us girls to go to Colorado. It has been four of us now. But I went and lived in Colorado, and I saw it, and I've always just wanted to travel. And I was like, I want this. And my mama happened to walk in the fair and post office where mom works one day, and they got to talking about their children and stuff because me and I went to elementary school together. And they got to talking and my mom just said something about how I thought what Anna was doing was so cool. And mom was like, well, here, can I have her phone number? I'll give it and call Trent. Can we talk? And I was supposed to go as soon as I graduated high school. Well, I started looking at jobs and just none of it looked like something I wanted to do. And I chickened out. I was like, no, I'm not going to. And about two months after I graduated high school, my best friend and my cousin was killed in a tragic accident. That's the first young life I've lost in my life, probably the hardest death I've ever been through. And I tell myself every day after moving out to Colorado the next summer, I know that I was meant to be here at that point in time mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have been able to have the funds to fly home for his funeral. So there was a reason I stayed in Franklin County and I worked a year before I went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Colorado, I was a I went out summer of 2018, me and a road trip for three days. We went through 
Nashville. We were in Arkansas. We actually got to see the school where they um, had the first school where the black children went into. Mm-hmm. I got to see that high school. After segregation? Yes, really? after segregation. Okay. That was okay. the coolest thing. I mean, it was like really dark outside and I had to like use my flashlight outside the Jeep to even see it. But it was super cool to see. Um, we went to Oklahoma. I actually got to stop in Quinter, Kansas. My dad lived in this really small town when he was 18 working harvest. And I got to stop there. And this town, you come off of an intersection and they have one traffic light. And after that, it's just gravel roads. Just gravel. Just gravel roads. And they got a Dairy Queen and that's it. A Dairy Queen and a gas station. Okay. And a Dollar a Dairy General. Queen's of course. Essential. Of course, they have a Dollar General too. You know. A Dollar General. Of course. Every small town. Yeah. Every small town, you got your Dollar General. So, yeah. And then, so I moved to Colorado. Um, I lived in like a dorm setting, so my housing was provided with me. Um, food and board was provided while living there, and I was a camp counselor for special needs children. Oh, that's which is the super, coolest thing. That is super nice. Yes, it was a lot of fun, and I lived literally in the Rocky Mount National Park. Right outside my back window was all the Rocky Mount National Parks. I hiked all summer long. I did an experience. Some of the coolest things in the world. And I will tell you, every time I drive across the Colorado state line, I will cry. Because that is my home away from Franklin County. Mm-hmm. I just love, I love that place. Oh, it was beautiful. Like I, I highly recommend that everyone should get out west and see those mountains. Now, would you would you see yourself ever moving there in the future? Oh, 100%. But it, it's um, inflation, in case you haven't noticed right now. Um, it's, it would be really expensive to move there right now. Yeah, for sure. For i sure. got to become a bartender first. It be expensive <laughs> to move anywhere right now. Oh, oh yeah. I think, <laughs> Lord, Mom and Dad let me still live at home with them. For sure, yeah. Amen to that. Um, so, yeah, Colorado was a whole experience. Um, and, no, I did not smoke weed while I was out there. That was going to be my I mean, next yes, question. I, so I, well, I mean, I technically kind of did. I, I, I should say that. So when I went out to Colorado, I the place that I worked at was called the YMCA of the Rockies. Super cool place if you want a summer job. Mm-hmm. I, you ain't going to make a lot of money, but you're going to have the most fun time of your life. And so, anyway, the YMCA of the Rockies is a dry campus. So if you work there, regardless if you're 21 or not, you cannot have weed on you while you live there, and you cannot have alcohol on you. You can go and smoke places if you want to and drink, but you cannot have it in your dorm rooms because that is held as a liability for them as a company. Mm-hmm. And when I say YMCA of the Rocky, it's not like a YMCA here. We see a YMCA here, we think of the gym. Mm-hmm. gym Out there, pool, stuff like this that. is like a resort. There's not even a gym where I lived at. We had to drive into town to find another gym. This if is we almost to work like out. a 4-H camp. Yeah, it's more like a 4-H camp. you got all these different things to do. And so... Yeah, I was out there, and I had never smoked anything in my life, a cigarette, nothing. Like, it just all grossed me out. I had no desire. And one night, it was like midsummer. I'm sitting there, and there's these girls sitting here that I thought were super cool, and I, like, really just wanted to be friends with them. And I was like, dude, guys, I've never smoked weed. And they're like, what? Here, here, here. And they handed me what I now know as a bowl. It was tie-dye. And I inhaled, and I just coughed, but I never got smoke in my mouth because as soon as the taste hit my tongue, I hated it. So I tell everyone, I didn't smoke in Colorado. I didn't get high because I didn't get high. And I also couldn't because, I one, I wasn't 21, and I lived on a campus that was dry. And I told everyone I wasn't getting shipped back to Franklin County because I got in trouble smoking weed in Colorado. That was just the lamest reason to come back to Franklin County. Hey, we've all been there. We've all given some pretty sorry excuses, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but it is what it is. But so. oh, we drank. Oh, we drank out there. Oh, God. <laughs> so we would hike up this mountain every Friday night. We would hike. We would drink at the top of this mountain. And mind you, the town I lived in is 8,000 feet above sea level. Right here in Franklin County, we're at 1,500 above mm-hmm. sea level. So we're way up there in the air. 
And I will tell you, you don't have to drink as much out there because the elevation fucks with you. Does so you, I don't. Really? Ha- I drink half of what I drink here, and I'm drunk out wow. there. Okay. So yeah, we would hike up this mountain, we'd all drink, and then we'd all drunkenly stumble back down the mountain. And you'd be sober by the time we got back to the mountain, the bottom of the mountain, because you'd be drinking water the whole way back down hiking, and you'd drive through the McDonald's drive-through, get you some hash browns, and go back to your dorm and sleep, and, you're and do it all yeah. over again the next weekend. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> weekend things. So, so yeah, I'm Colorado gonna, made me a drinker. <laughs> I'm going to have to go ahead and cut real quick and let y'all take it out. I've really got to take a bathroom brawls, So <laughs> In yeah. true Caleb fashion. True Caleb fashion. No, but I, you've been anywhere else? Uh, I lived in the Outer Bank, summer of 2020. Now, how was that? It was a great experience, and I think it's the experience my parents have been praying for years that I would have to figure out who I was as a person. Um, I went and I worked in a pizza shop for actually a boy that was raised here in Franklin County. Yes, um, a lot of you probably know the Boons here mm-hmm. in Franklin County. And so, yeah, super cool guy. I worked in a pizza shop, and I will tell you now, I'll never work in a kitchen again. Really? Uh, they talk about German Baptists being good cooks. I did not get that from my German Baptist heritage. I can make you a bowl of cereal. That's about the best. And so, yeah, I worked in a pizza shop. They wanted me to be on the grill. We quickly learned that I cannot multitask like that. So I spent five months answering the phone from Karen's to take their order for pizza. And I worked in an ice cream shop for a little bit just because I wanted more money. Yeah. Now, what, what did you do while you were down there, though? Outer Banks, uh, also a lot of drinking <laughs> going on, a lot of day drinking by the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, actually, until I had went and lived at the beach, I had never been to the beach in the summertime. My family always go on off-season. Mm-hmm. We always just wanted the better deal on the vacation, the cheaper vacation, I guess. And we'd go down the weekends in October for my birthday a lot. Oh, that water's cold. Oh, yes. It was cold. So, like, when I lived at the beach, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, the ocean water can actually be warm and mm-hmm. enjoyable. But I am not a beach person. I do not like humidity. I, if you've ever noticed, I don't tan at all. And if I get sunburn, I'm going to get sun poisoning, regardless of how much sunscreen I put on. Mm-hmm. So, the beach was not that fun for me. I didn't actually enjoy the beach. I had great time. I met some really cool people, found some really cool shops, like, Best milkshake I've ever had comes from the Outer Banks in this little cute shop called uh, Mom's Sweet Shop. Mm-hmm. Best milkshake ever. Okay. So you you didn't do no, like, fishing or you didn't go out on boat or anything I, like that? I don't fish, but I did make friends with a guy that worked at a selling company down there, and he can take one group out for free mm-hmm. every year. And I got to be... He chose me and my roommate. So I had, I went down with my best friend, Megan, from high school. Mm-hmm. And then we had three guy roommates. And they were actually all from the Salem area. And we lived in this small, awful condo. I mean, this condo sucked. And oh, it was surprise. five of us. And we had one shower for <laughs> three guys and two girls. And it was awful. Overpriced, too, probably. Oh, yeah. Dude, Elder it's- Banks, it's anything on the beach is overpriced, I believe. Oh, absolutely. And Outer Banks, like, you're right there near Kerala. And Kerala, oh, my gosh, the people that live up there and those houses, like, crazy the money that you can make in Kerala. So, like, the pizza shop that I worked for is actually, there's two of them. They have one in the Southern Shores Kitty Hawk area, which is where Mm -hmm. I worked at. And then the other one's up in Kerala. And the boys worked at the Kerala pizza shop. And me and Megan worked at the Southern Shores pizza shop. And those boys would bring about triple back in tips than what we would bring back in a day. Just because the area they were in was the richer, more influential people yeah. than... They tip a little better. Oh, tip way better. 
Yeah, you're always going to get that asshole that's probably not going to tip much. Oh, I met a lot of Karens down there. Yeah. But, I oh, I love a Karen. I love to argue with a Karen. Kind of like Smith Mountain Lake. A little snobby. Yeah, shout out to four years at Homestead Creamery in high school. <laughs> worst job I've ever had. Mm. No, worst job I've ever had at Papa John's. I didn't even know you worked at Papa John's. He worked there for all of five hours. Five hours. <laughs> I can I see why. I, del- I delivered pizza for one day, and it. Del- I worked through my shift and told him I probably ain't coming back. Oh, I won't work at another pizza shop. That's the thing. Like, it's funny that I'm a waitress again because I said I would never do anything in food services again. But That's what I was about I to say. I can say, I can be a waitress. I love people. I love meeting people. I love hearing their stories. But oh, I do same. not like cooking your food because I do not like when you're, you don't like your food. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, sometimes people... I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but if I go to a restaurant and I don't like the food, I don't say anything. No, I don't either. No, not. because like, especially to your waiter or waitress, because it's not their fault. They're just they're putting your order in. Yeah, they're just putting it's your order the in. It's the cook's fault. And a lot of times, you also have to realize is like, you're not the only person here waiting for food, and mistakes happens. I mean, mm-hmm. we're human. We're going to make mistakes. So I tell everyone to no matter the experience you have with your waitress, a lot of times if you have a bad experience, you don't know what is going on in their outside life, what's happened at work, what a coworker has done to them. You don't know. So when you get a bad experience with them, don't write off that restaurant or that person because you don't know what they're going through that day. Just like when you come to my table and you're rude to me at my table when I'm your waitress, I don't know what you're going through, and I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm still going to be polite to you. 100%. 100%. 100%. And I'm not- some people don't even tip, and it's kind of messed up to me. Cause I I've only had that happen one time. That actually happened today. Really? Today is the first time I really? had someone not tip me. I've always had them. They may not like tip on the credit card, but they've left cash. I've had like bad tips. Like people have gave me really bad tips. Like but, a dollar or two. Oh yeah, like two dollars on a thirty order, and I'm like, okay, like well, that wasn't even like ten percent. Wait, what yeah. are you doing? But yeah, so I mean, I know people that don't leave no tip, and it's like, dude, you do realize that they don't actually make minimum wage. I make, I think it's either two fifty or three dollars an hour. So I live off my tips, guys. Like which, literally, live off my tips. Which kind of makes no sense to me. Like that really makes no sense to me. I mean, the job really isn't that hard, but <laughs> it's a way to make some good money under the table. Which it's I true. probably shouldn't be telling those I secrets. Did, I, did, I didn't think about <laughs> that. Very, yeah, very it's true. probably very a true. lot of catch going into your pocket. And especially like where I work at, we're a bar restaurant and I am 23 years old. So I can serve alcohol to anyone that's of age. And I'm going to tell you a trick that we learn as a waitress is we want you to continue to consume alcohol. Because more likely than not, especially in a little town like ours, if we get you drunk, you're going to tip us. 100%. Because you're more likely to give money. But when Briar you're sober. Knows. <laughs> knows this man, firsthand. This man right here, when he gets Oh, he's you a get hell me, of a tipper yeah. when he's drunk. You get me drunk, and I'll tip at least 50%. 50% at, at least. Yes. Oh, I'll never forget the night they came in, and they left a good tip. Mm-hmm. Always try to. I think mostly that would mine. I don't think Logan left anything. Oh, uh, well. Well. That's Logan for you. I just felt you. bad because he paid for my meal. And Caleb's a, a good one. And you're pretty good for my... A waiter, well, a waitress. Thank you, I appreciate it. But I mean, you are my boy, so. Yeah, but. So what about like a bartender? Do they kind of work on the same no, no. pay scale and stuff as a waiter, or do they? How, um, how does that work? Do they I live think on tips? So, in and, some ways, bartenders they may start out more hourly than um, what I make as a waitress, but. Not all necessarily. Like so, two of my bartenders where I work at, they are a manager, so they obviously make bartender money and then they make manager money on top. 
But bartender-wise, you're going to make far more in tips because you're dealing with the drunk people all evening long. And you're not getting that. Like, me as a waitress, I'm not going to make the money that a bartender is going to make because not all of my tables are going to tip me. And they have to wait on food. Most of the people that come into a bar, you're going to wait five minutes max till you have a drink in your hand. For sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. So let's let's go into this. I mean, and you don't necessarily have to name the exact places, but some of the best versus some of the worst places you've worked in your experience since you've been out of high school. Oh, okay. So I've worked a lot of different jobs. As most of y'all know, I like to travel. I like to try new things. Um, worst job, I worked at a daycare here in Franklin County, and I, I will not – actually, I've worked in two daycares, and the daycare setting is just not for me. I do not think bad of daycares. It's just not how I like it. I've nannied. I was a pharmacy tech. I worked at Homestead Creamery scooping ice cream for four years. I would say the second worst job I had was Target. Absolutely hated working there. They do not care about the little man at all. Best job, uh, definitely probably now being a waitress and then uh, being um, a teacher's aide at Liam Wade. That's probably one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see you doing something like that. And when was that? I don't exactly remember when that was. So when I was at Liam Wade, that was uh, school year 2019-2020. My year ended with COVID, and that's kind of the reason I didn't go back because I was at the beach where I did not have to wear a mask, and I have really bad asthma, so it is very difficult for me to breathe wearing a mask. And I was making so much more money than I was ever going to work in the public school system here mm -hmm. in Franklin County. So I gave it up. Partly because of money and partly because I wanted to be able to breathe. Understandable. Now, can we go back to the part where you said you were a bartender? I know I, I had to take a little pee break there a minute and I missed a little bit. But Okay, so I'm not a bartender yet, but that is the dream. I, I, what I was about to ask, bartenders, they mix drinks, right? Yeah, well, they, mi they mix the drinks or they give you the beer. And I, I've so, learned how to make a few, but... Mm -hmm. Do you have to get... Can you go to school for that? Oh, I'm sure there is to? people that do that, but it's a whole lot cheaper to become a waitress and work up to be a bartender than... Mm -hmm to go to school for it mm -hmm. but i would say if you're going to school for it you're going to go be one of those real fancy bars i don't know that i really want to work fancy bars but more money oh yeah and it's easy money like that's the thing it's so easy more people should go into it because i'm going to tell you the way to get money in this world is go into the food business people are always going to be hungry amen to that hungry <laughs> and thirsty yeah. hungry and thirsty yeah i mean you're yeah. always a bar is always going to do good if you've got the right environment and the right food right prices and you got to have the right environment for the community you're in because mm -hmm. there's a lot of bars that would not make it here in franklin county because it's just not the vibe for us mm. well and i also hate to say but a bar especially in a time like now where like you said earlier inflation gas prices this kind of stuff really puts people on edge, and some people turn to the drinking for stuff like oh, that. Oh, for and sure. I definitely see that a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I personally, mean, of course, no names, but I know personally a few gentlemen. We saw one today who uh, has turned his life to the alcohol. and Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we were at Kroger getting drinks and oh, come yeah. out in the parking lot and saw Oh, yeah. Saw that Are you sure you're not yeah. turning to alcohol if you were going to go get drinks from Kroger? Well, we were getting... Arizona D's, he's drinking one right now. Hey, I actually brought this man a fresh cold beer, and he cracks a fucking tease. Well, I'm over here drinking water, so Arizona I can't say anything. Arizona tea is amazing. I told him I couldn't get drunk because I got to work tomorrow, and I do not like a hangover. Yeah, so. that's a good excuse that for sure. And if I for if sure. I drink with these boys, it will be a hangover. Yeah, that's probably also for sure. <laughs> for sure. But I mean, it is what it is. 
No, but on all reality, do you like bartending? She's well, not a bartender, Bobby. <laughs> a waitress. Dude, a waitress. Like, so a waitress, yes. I love being a waitress. I've met some really cool people being a waitress. Um, I definitely want to try it in different restaurants. Not that the restaurant I work at now I don't like. I do like it. I just think it would be very cool to work different environments and mm-hmm. kind of just test it out. I'm really hoping that maybe because this is a very small business, I can become a bartender way faster. Mm-hmm. But if not, I'm willing to take a road and go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Now, can, this is going to be... Can I ask you some of the craziest moments you've had being a waitress or Okay, craziest waitress, moment. Um slash bartender. So it was Cinco de Mayo. We did an event. We gave off free tequila shots. We had three bottles full of tequila that uh, an ABC guy brought us. I guess he was through the restaurant somehow. I don't really understand why he was there or how. But it was you would get three free tequila shots. Three. Three, three, three of shots them. of tequila. They were in a like a little orange shot glass, a little blue one, and a little pink one. And we gave them until they ran out. So you could get multiple ones if you wanted. So there was a lot of drunk people. And it is a young man that I went to school with was here. And if he hears this podcast, he'll know who he is, but I won't mention his name. Came in and he was a complete and total asshole to me. Screaming at me to go get his mozzarella sticks right now. He was already drunk, blah, blah, blah. And listen, you can ask me to do anything for you. And as long as you're not breaking my moral code, I'm going to do it for you. Because I like to take care of people. But you start yelling and demanding things from me, it ain't going to happen. I'm going to ignore you. But, I mean, obviously, he's a paying customer, so I have to go get these mozzarella sticks for him. And I wait on him the whole time, and I just deal with his comments and his bullshit, and I'm just annoyed with it. End of the night, he gets his tab. It's $50. And this boy's got money, okay? He leaves me a $5 tip. A $5 tip after I've done been getting him drinks, even though the bar told me to cut him off. But I didn't want to deal with him, so I was giving him drinks. So, yeah, that's the worst experience. Best experience, I've had two customers come in and invite me to come to their house sometime and hang out with them. I haven't yet. In an but awkward way or just like a cool No, like... in a cool way. Like, we vibe. Like, the one, they're building a barn minium, and I think barn miniums are some of the coolest houses out there. I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't even know what that is. So, it's like a barn garage kind of thing that you live in. It's like okay, a garage okay. slash house. I've definitely seen them. They're but usually, it's like barn size. They're usually like gray in color, gray yes, and white, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're yeah. beautiful. That, that's like, kind of li- nice, actually. Yeah, so super cool, and they had actually done a lot of research. They're not here from Franklin County. They just happened to stop at the burger company because they saw it on their way in, and they were just doing research on who can make the best cabinets, and they actually hired a local German Baptist Ruth cabinet Ruth shop Ruth around cabinets? here. Ruth yes, Ruth yeah. Ruth cabinets. Sure, yeah, absolutely. For sure. And so, Good yeah, choice. they Good were um, they they were talking about that, and they found out that I was raised German Baptist, and they asked a few questions, and we started talking, and they looked at me, and they said, well, so I walked away to refill their drinks, and I came back, and they were praying. So I just, you know, I stood until they got finished. And when they got done, I was like, dude, guys, that's really cool. I don't see that a lot in the restaurant mm-hmm. business. I rarely see someone pray for their food. And that's a really cool experience in today's world, regardless of your beliefs. It's mm-hmm. cool to see someone share their beliefs like that. And I said something, and they were like, you know, we've been watching you, and we could tell something was different about you. And you love Jesus, don't you? And we just started sitting there, and we didn't really talk a lot about church, but we just started talking about our lives and where we were. And when they got done, they're like, you know, when this barn minium's done, We'd like to have you come up for dinner and check it out. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I'll be there. Where is this located? It's northern Virginia. I forget the town. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they come back and tell me. So nothing too crazy for us. Something that's manageable for sure. Oh, well, I mean, if it had been Colorado, I would have went. So, yeah. <laughs> so I <laughs> you, guess the main question is now is when the hell are we going to Colorado? Um, I don't know. We need to plan a trip. <laughs> we do. For sure. For yes. Sure. So when you go, what do you, I mean, of course, that one time you went, like you said, you stayed at like the Y program. But if you were to go today, would you go Airbnb? Would you go hotel? Um, Some Airbnb and stuff. But I also have friends that live out there. They don't live close. 
close to the area that I lived at, but it's only like two hours away. So you could, you know, get up early in the morning, drive that two hours and still spend the day in my favorite towns. But like, I've only really known three towns while I was out there. I knew Denver, I knew Boulder and I knew Estes Park. I lived in Estes Park mm-hmm. and Boulder is my favorite town in the entire world. But so I only knew those three towns and there's so much more in Colorado. Like it's just, it's so beautiful everywhere you go yeah. and pictures do not do it justice. I, I mean, I would love to go. I think I would more like to go on like more for the hiking side, oh, or yes. maybe for like just the trail drive. Because some of the trail, like, well, well, here's the thing: is I have a friend, and of course, I'm not going to mention his name, but we we all know him, uh, who moved to Colorado after we graduated high school. Uh, he used to drive a blue jeep around here. <laughs> you know, we know who we're talking about. Yeah, we know who we're talking <laughs> okay. about. So he moves to Colorado, we and do. like him and his family own this like ATV rental company. And he's told me multiple times, "You come up, I've got you for free. Dirt bikes, four wheelers, side by sides, ride through the mountains. You know, we'll hang out." That would be amazing. Okay, so, so what y'all do in the summer? Let's take a trip. Well, yeah, I mean, well, uh, well, actually, Briar turns twenty-one this summer. Oh hell yes! Yeah. So we're planning a trip to Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. Oh gosh, Briar yeah, and Nashville. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Briar and Caleb can sing. Guys, I don't know if y'all ever hear Caleb sing. He's got a voice on him. He'll probably never share it, but he's got a voice. Probably never will. I might. But if you get him drinking, he'll sing and he can sing. Actually, we have plans for him to sing. Oh, and God, I, I record- hope I'm around for this. I have recorded a few songs, nothing that I want to let loose of, but there, there'll be something in the future for sure. Yes, this man so. can sing. And Briar's our funny guy. Oh, for sure. Briar's the man right here. If you ever Briar's need a laugh, man. you got Briar. That's Sometimes. for sure. That's for sure. This man is uh, actually. I can't say anything. We're both wearing drug rugs. Right we love both of them. Actually, that is my drug rug. And is, I love is. the fact that I'm the one that claims to be a hippie, and I don't even own a drug rug. So you, you don't even own one. No, but I mean, I think I we know six. what's right here sitting beside me. So yeah, yeah, yeah that makes up for it. <laughs> I think I own six. Well, I mean, you are one of the most hippiest people I know in Franklin you County. Think? Definitely our age, for sure. For absolute certainty. Is I that. mean, like the first time me and you ever hung out, just the two of us, we went up to Floyd and just hung out for the day. And you had a tie-dye bandana on. And I mean, you just fit in with those Floyd, the, the Floyd people. I mean, Floyd I, I stood out like amazing. a... Yes. I'm, I'm really wanting to go to Floyd Fest, but I cannot convince this man to go with me. A hundred dollars okay. for a day is so well, hard you, for me to swallow. But you also realize that we could just sign up to be volunteers, and then we can do it for free. So you just volunteer. This is the part second of the person who has told us this, Briar. Told we may should be never, taking notes. I've, I've never been to Floyd Fest either, so I just say we volunteer and we do it free the first year to see if it's worth paying the next year. But you got to go all six days. Yeah, as I a do. volunteer. Yeah. But we can do that. I mean, it's probably only going to be a few hours of volunteering, and you're still going to hear the music. I mean, you're going to meet some cool-ass people, too. As long as too. I can still work during the days that are during the week and then maybe come volunteer in the afternoons, that I'd do. But I'm not going to I don't know. Lie. Maybe we should check I'm, into this. I mean, I don't know. We got tickets. I mean, it falls on, like, what, I think a 25th through, like, 29th or 8th. And we're we're going to see Hank, Hank on what? Twenty eighth, I'm pretty sure. Twenty eighth and 29th. 28th. Hank Williams Jr. Shout out to the country legend. Oh yeah, gosh, no, we are country going, legend. What is it? Salem or Rona? It's Salem Civic Center. So we are going yeah. to Salem Center. July. So that man, story July on that man. Twenty eighth. My first boyfriend. Oh God, he's married now. But what I know him. No, you would not know him. Okay, he was a German okay. Baptist boy. He was from Roanoke. And, I mean, crazy. Probably one of the craziest German Baptists I knew at the time. Not the craziest I know now. 
But the first time I heard a Hank Williams Jr. song, he took my guitar, which was very out of tune. And no, I still don't know how to play the guitar. But he took my guitar and he turned on the radio. And he, this is the only boy that's ever serenaded me. And he serenaded Fax Me a Beer by Hank Williams Jr. And I still love that song to this day. Facts, facts. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he that... won my heart over with a Hank, <laughs> with a Hank song. <laughs> a Hank yeah, song. Sure. It, uh, why is it that everybody that doesn't know how to play guitar has one? Truly, right? Truly. Like, no, so my daddy bought me this when I was 10 years old. Like, before we even left the German Baptist, I think, he bought me this guitar and said he was going to get me lessons and everything. And I was so excited because, like, at that point, I was so into Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the next Miley Cyrus. I can't sing, so I don't know why I thought I was going to do that. Maybe I thought I was going to be the backup in the band or something. And to this day, I cannot play a thing on the guitar. And I, I probably should learn, but I think at this point, I want to learn how to play the banjo. I'm all about some blue hey, honestly, music. Honestly, honestly, I used to play the banjo. Banjo and the harmonica. That is sick. That I is cool. I used to play it. For sure. I used to know like five or six songs. That's about it, though. But I mean, I, I could play it. So for years, I've hated this town. And just in the past six months, I have fell in love with Franklin County. And it all is because of the little tasting room here in Franklin County called Twin Creeks. It's a little moonshine tasting room here. And I've been going every Wednesday night for six months now. And they play bluegrass music there every Wednesday night live. And... I actually have this old man that has been flat footing since the 80s teaching me how to flat foot. And I am awful. But it I is the you. funnest do you honestly, thing do you that I've ever done. Where I learned how to flat foot, or not necessarily learned how to, but where I was introduced to flat footing. Yes, I want to know. Actually, in Briar's grandmother's house, about a mile away from where we're recording this podcast right now. Yeah. In her kitchen. Cool. And I taught him how to do it, I'm pretty sure, didn't I? You and your mom both, yeah, yeah. for okay, sure. Okay, so and your maybe Briar needs down. to give me some lessons too, because I mean, Miss is good, but he's. Oh, he's a sweetheart. Well, we don't want him doing it in here because it, the sound would be incredible. <laughs> It'd be atrocious. She wouldn't be able to hear us. <laughs> now, right. now, I mean, I'm, I mean, flat footing. I like flat footing, but people also clog with the cloggers. Oh yeah. And Sometimes I wish I would have been introduced to dance at a very young age because dancing is very amazing, but I have two left feet, so I'm not very good at it, but it is so much fun that I've got to the point that I'm like, I don't care who's watching. I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I've gotten that way with just about everything. I'm not that way with everything. I can be very... I, I do not like people to see me make mistakes. So if I'm not oh, good at something, you, you I just don't do it. You, no, you can't be But I'm be learning to be better make, about that. You can't be scared to make mistakes. I mean, it happens. Okay, well, like Briar, when are we going to get you in the for. lake? But, uh, Briar, when are we going to get you in the lake and swim with us? Oh, I can man swim. Almighty. You can swim. He huh? actually just taught himself this week. At the beach. While, while, well, he taught himself. Guys, I'm impressed yeah. because this man will never get in the lake with us or anything. He can't swim. And I'm always like, Briar, just come swim with us. I'll teach you. Are you but I'm always a, drunk, too. So Are you just a little bit like, is it something about the water of the lake where you can't see and no, you know, there's no bottom? The bottom's almost endless, you know, when you can't no, see it. it's from where I almost drowned when I was a kid. Okay, they well, uh, down in that Texas. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, down, down in, in Texas. Texas. We'll never yeah. forget that. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you actually tell us about that story? Now, <laughs> well, I, I haven't know. heard I, this one. I was probably what seven, eight. When yeah, I had you do were definitely about eight, nine years old. Well, back, back at the Mountain Dew days. About in the Mountain Dew days, <laughs> you're right on that. But anyway, so there was this, uh, there was this older kid down there. We went down there actually for, I don't know what he'd be to me. No, y'all went down to see some family somewhere. It was. Uh, yeah, family, but I can't remember what he'd be to me. But anyways, we went down there to see her. It's, anyways, I can't remember what he is to me. But um, we go down there to see him, and he, they have a pool, and we're all sitting around the pool. And of course, it, I'm, I mean, I'm jumping in like you know, like three foot, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I think yeah. I'm hot shit. 
Well, then finally this man, this older kid comes out, and he's probably 14, 15, 16, somewhere around in there. Well, he's starting, hey, look this, look this, and he jump in the deep end. So I'm like, all You gotta right. be just like him. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show off. Was there a diving board? Oh, a diving board? No. So but did you I, go I off that one? I did not drop. No. Nah, okay. So this was just off the side. Yeah, of the just pool. off the side of the pool. Oh, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I yelled out, "Hey, watch this!" And I dove right in, jumped in the deep end, and started shrinking. And then it comes out to find out that the uh, the kid that I was trying to beat, like out in press, ended up saving me. I was well, about hey, to ask. Well, at least he saved you. you. I mean, at least he saved yeah, you. For sure. That's, for that's sure. a good guy right there. Good look out. Yeah. Good look out. But yeah, it was it was kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm not dead, so yeah. Well, we're glad you're not dead. You're you're a good friend. No, for sure. That's funny that you say that about swimming because my mom to this day is still terrified of water and she cannot swim. So I have been in swimming lessons like when I was a kid, like every summer I would do it until I was all the way through the levels, and I feel like I did that year after year. And I'm the one that went the farthest in swim swim lessons. And my mom always said it was so I could save my siblings. And, guys, I am the shortest. I'm the oldest, but I am the shortest of my siblings. There's no way I'd be able to save either one of their lives if they started drowning. So let's talk about that. How many siblings exactly do you have? I have a little sister named Tiara. She's 20. And I have a little brother, Jansen, who's 18. So you're the oldest out of everybody. I am the oldest. Um, I was actually the oldest grandchild on my dad's side, too. So I'm the spoiled bride of the family. Yeah, Okay, I know how that is. Does that carry some weight, at least? Um, I can still blackmail and get my way, but when it comes to my siblings, I don't piss them off too much because they can both throw a heck of a punch, so I don't mess with them. (laughs) Do you ever feel like the youngest one gets treated the best? He does, but I understand (laughs) why. I mean, definitely because my little brother had a lot of major seizures when he was a kid, Mm -hmm. and if you ever hear him talk, he has a lot of speech impediments. He can actually be very hard to understand, and I think that's kind of why I gear towards the special needs kids is because I grew up with a little brother that had a lot of learning disabilities and was picked on from a very young age because of something he couldn't help because of these seizures he had. So I definitely say he's the spoiled, rotten one, but like... He's kind of got I, a reason. He kind of has yeah. a reason, and I kind of help with that. Can't, so yeah. I can't be so upset, but, I mean, this boy can walk upstairs and ask my mom to cook some eggs for him, and she's like, absolutely, sweetheart. And I come downstairs, and she'll say, Trinity Laurel, you're old enough to make your own eggs. And I'm like, well, so is he. But he's the sweetest thing you'll ever meet. I definitely, I, I understand. I can, get, I can vouch for him. Speech impediments really suck. They really suck. Yeah, it's something yeah. I can say I've never been through. Oh, dude, I was—I I mean, would probably same. use speech. I started speech when I was probably—I I think I started before I was in pre-K. Like, I started at a very young age. Like, I was sure. probably four or five starting that. And see, that's the thing that I think is so funny because I think your voice is so unique and I love listening to you talk because I just love how it's different from everyone else. Oh, yeah. So that's to, what's so weird to me is, it it, is it's no different to me. I guess maybe that's because I've But you grew you up since, with him. I was going to say, you grew up with him. And I, child, I mean, I did yeah. grow up but with I, Briar too. We went to elementary school and stuff, but we were two total different ages. I mean, me and his sister grew up together. We went right. through school together. Right. I Briar was just the younger brother that mm-hmm. I never knew until Kayla brought him around. Yeah. Right. I will have to say it has gotten a whole lot better within the year. But, I've noticed a difference just in me knowing you. Yeah, like, but I can say that it had, all right, so this one time when I was in, I think I was in middle school, because I did it all the way up until, I think, ninth grade. I didn't do it in ninth grade, so once I got to high school, I quit doing it because they asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said, no, it ain't changed yet. It probably ain't going to change, and I just quit, and then, um, but anyways, I remember in middle school this one time, I have troubles with my R's and my S's. And 
she tried to teach me the thing to do with my tongue. The rolling or whatever. Yeah, and it was like, dude, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. But I would try to do it, and she was like, no, you're doing it wrong. And that is the maddest I have sure. ever been in my life. Oh, ever sure. been in my life. Because this lady kept looking at me and was like, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. And I can't. And like this is something like, that yeah, try being me asshole. Yeah, like this is something that I would actually try, like really. Like, I, tri- want, I, I want, I want to know. Go. I wanted yes. to do, but I like physically my mouth and my tongue could not do it. Well, yeah, fuck that. I mean, and I think the, the thing I struggle with the most is a lot of speech teachers. I'm not saying every speech teacher, but I feel like most speech teachers come to it because of someone in their family has had speech impediments. Mm-hmm. But it's very rare that you find a speech teacher that actually had a speech impediment as a kid to teach. Mm-hmm. So if you're a speech teacher and you've never had a speech impediment, I feel like. And I mean, yes, you can teach them, but you don't understand the frustration this child mm-hmm. is going through. Because sure. I mean, my niece is four yeah. years old and like, she's but, been in speech since she was two and she still can't talk. But it's the cutest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Frustration on that is out the roof. Because one time, this was with Logan, we was in high school and we was over there at the, uh, what, the, what is that? The Drew, not the Drew, nah. The one across the street. West from Campus. West Campus. Yes. Yeah. Well, we was at West Campus actually having an FFA meeting. And Logan and like four of my other buddies were like, hey, do you mind going? They gave me some money and I was going over there to get to Hardee's to get some food. Right. <laughs> Not you skipping class to go get Hardee's. <laughs> and, and I went in there and I was talking to the lady and everybody gave me their order. And of course, this lady could not understand me. And I tried to tell this lady... 17 different times like what i was trying to order i finally got so mad that i just didn't order i just said fuck it and left and went back didn't get none of them food and so what did your friend say when you came back in the room with no food oh logan logan well i have to say logan didn't make fun of me but that's it is what it is logan's one of your buddies so you know it's it's good but they were like damn it damn it man damn it and i was like well she couldn't understand me oh that's so funny yeah I could see where that would be mad irritating. Oh, oh I can't yeah. imagine. Mad irritating. Because I mean, I'm a talker. I didn't I didn't start talking until I was two years old. And now, I mean, it's nothing you can do to get me to shut up. I talk all the time. That's the thing. Like, a lot of people let them get it down. But to me, it's either you do understand me or you don't. I mean, it is what it is. If you don't, ask me again. I don't let it bother me at all. I really That's don't. cool. Because I definitely feel like there's things in me. I mean, there's not something that probably people would notice picking up on me, but there's other things about myself that I know people will point out. And I'm not so sure that I'm at that point where I can be like, well, that's just me. Yeah. Yet. So it's really cool to see that you have that. Now, the only thing I cannot do, the only thing I cannot do is get up in front of a crowd and read. Now, I can get up in front of a crowd and talk all day long. Oh, yeah. You could be a public speaker for sure. For sure. I could get up. I ain't, it don't bother me at all. But as soon as you hand me a piece of paper with something written on it and I got to read it, it ain't happening. I'm, I'm right there. I, I don't like it. I mean, I did it in high way. school and I don't, I mean, I won't like, say I absolutely like, won't, but if I get up there, I'm stuttering. I'm like, stuttering because I can't, I can't read it. Yeah. It's better for me to memorize it. It like, it, it was bad enough, like. I hated getting called on in class to read out and shit. Like Same. that would like that's like one of my like top fears. Like I cannot do that. Now, now if you told me to get up in front of the class and talk do a pre- presentation or something, oh god, I'd get up there and do it in a heartbeat. I think a lot of that for me is like if I'm talking in front of people, I'm looking at them. If I'm reading, my attention's on the paper, and I can still tell they're all watching me. No. So it's kind of like I feel like I'm being watched. Whereas if I'm speaking to some, you know, I'm connecting it's, with you, people. You, yeah. It's you not, can watch the crowd and you can kind of see who's distracted or not. And I'm going to tell you, if you ever look out in the crowd and you see me, I'm probably doodling stuff. I'm listening. But if I ain't doodling or twitching my fingers or something, 
Issue, I, I, I can't listen. Issue. I can't just sit still. I mean, you, you can tell. Facts. These boys can tell you. I've been twitching this whole entire mm-hmm. time. I can't just sit still. But for me, it's not all about the the watch. I don't care if you're watching or not. I could care less. For me, it's it's I can't read either. Like that's one one of, that's one of my big problems. I can't read. I'm not a very good. I'm not a very strong reader, and I stutter when I try to read. And I don't know. It's just I don't like people like not really knowing that about me but it's like i don't care if you know that but it's like it's just one of the things you don't I'm, you don't want to show if you ain't got to no i don't I'll, I'll even tell you but it's more like that i'm it's like a self-doubt in my mind like when i get up I have more so self-doubt. it's almost anxiety almost yeah. to an extent to an extent but yeah. it's like self-doubt yeah i don't know just self-consciousness self a it's bit, a very really. i'm very yeah. self-conscious about that right. and it's not that I, people don't know but it's like I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. So it's the funny just, thing, y'all sitting here talking about the reading and writing. So I found that I that I was going to be on this podcast about four hours ago. If I would have found out any earlier, I probably wouldn't be on this thing right now. Because I am very glad you came. Well, thank Same. you. you. No, it's, it's, I'm very comfortable. Fantastic. Like I'm very fantastic. comfortable with y'all. But talking about the reading and writing story, it's actually something I thought about in the way over here because I had no clue what the podcast was, what we were going to do on it. Mm-hmm. But so talking about reading and writing, I think that kind of tells how I met these boys and i'm gonna wait till caleb comes back in here so you can hear him interject on the story but it all started in an english class so you talking about your reading and writing is like that's one thing i I, i'm gonna be honest with you i never if i would have never met caleb or known i guess i never met i'm caleb knew me at both he held me when i was born yeah y'all are cousins right yeah we're cousins like he held me like he was there the day i was born like yeah so i mean we you, you've been stuck with that man for since the day you were born. born. Like, yeah, he's like a brother to me. He is a brother to me. But, like, I never knew you, I guess, if, I mean, we what? went to elementary we school, to but ele- we didn't know each other know each like other. that. So but I if it wouldn't have been for Caleb, we wouldn't we, have met. We, we would have never met. But I also wouldn't have met a lot of people in this town that are some of the coolest people if it wouldn't have been for Caleb. Really? Yes. I mean, Caleb just has a way of pulling people out of their shell and you just meet some really wild and cool people through Caleb. You really do. You really do. And Caleb. some of my best memories are with Caleb. Oh, my gosh. He's a wild one. But, I, I mean, so I would say that I, what, met you, actually physically met you, what, probably three years ago, two years ago? Um, It would have. It was before COVID. I came up and we went fishing in that pond. Caleb invited me to come up and go fishing, and me and Briar came up. Um, but yeah, so we met there at that pond. Caleb invited me to go fishing. Me and Caleb's been friends since high school, and me and Briar just hit off. And Briar got my Snapchat that night, and we kind of just had like a streak going on. We weren't really talking, and I don't really know what made us just start talking because we kind of lost touch for a little bit. I mean, I was then, keeping a streak for sure. Yeah, like I have to say, you. I, we got to talking about this earlier. You are my highest shriek that I have. I just lost almost at five hundred four ninety. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Like I, I just recently lost my highest, which would, would have been about six hundred or so. But and the funny it. thing is, guys, that like I have streaks with people, and I will rarely respond if you send me another Snapchat. I'm a person that's very hard to get in contact with. You can text me, but it's pretty much if you don't call me, you probably aren't going to get a hold of me past that Snapchat streak because I'm living my life. Like I take pictures and stuff, but I do not like to be on my phone. Facts, yeah, because when we were trying to get you on earlier, Briar hit you up and talked to you a little bit, and then I was like, yo, what are you doing? I never got a response back, and luckily Briar did, so we, we got you here. But Yeah, I am, I'm telling you, I'm really hard <laughs> to get a hold of. Good thing we tried twice. Yes, yeah, good it's a good thing. But yeah, back to how we all met. Um, so 10th grade English class, um, go ahead and say her name, because she was the best teachers I've ever had in high school. So in 10th grade, me and Caleb were in an English class together, 
And Caleb actually knew one of the um, the German Baptist boy that that went to school. Him and uh, went to elementary school and stuff. And that's how I kind of originally knew who Caleb was, was talking about him at church and stuff. But for some reason in this English class, they put me and Caleb side by side. Not side by side. I was in front of you, right? Yeah, because you had yeah. the long legs. So yeah, you were yeah, sitting yeah. behind me. Yeah, yeah, you were sitting behind me. And I don't know why they put two of the most outgoing kids right beside each other. Because, I mean, we talked all the time, but we didn't get in trouble for it. I don't know how we didn't get in trouble. And I think we need to tell them a story about the group ch- project. Oh, for sure. With the dip can. With and the all dip that. can. Yes, for sure. Yes. For sure. So we were doing this project, and I don't even remember what the project was about now, but we looked over and we said something. Whatever was our project, we wanted to use a dip can. And Caleb's like, Look, I got an empty one in my truck. And we looked at the teacher and we're like, As long as it is empty, can we please put this, you know, dip can in our project? And I don't know what it is, but these teachers just, I don't know, I guess they just saw the bond that me and Caleb had or what. But they like, full ass let Caleb just bring a dip can and do this in our project and I tell everyone that me and Caleb in a sense were using each other but I don't think that either one of us felt like we were using the other person no but if I have to be honest if anyone was using anyone you definitely got me through that class (laughs) so yeah Caleb would cheat off of me and Caleb kept everyone from picking on me from being the German Baptist kid in the skirts all the time and it was never an agreement that happened it just it, it kind of just, just took. It, it just happened, and here we are. What seven years later, and we're some of the best friends in the world. And I mean, Caleb's one of those people that I can always count on. And then he brought Briar into my life by going fishing. And guys, I don't fish, so I don't know how he got me to go up there fishing. Did we ever catch any fish that night? Oh, no. um, I, I think y'all were just drunk slinging um, the, the line. You were just casting the line into the pond. Yeah, Probably didn't even. Because I was the sober one that night. <laughs> I didn't really drink at that point. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, no, that was a I crazy night. I was far more night. responsible then. <laughs> probably still are, for sure. Oh, I'm definitely still the responsible one. but. For sure. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to kick this outro out, and I guess we're going to get up off of here. It's been real. It's been fun. It ain't been real fun, but. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But I was getting ready to say, "G, thanks, Caleb." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually been a it's been ma- a, a it's gracious been a time. Great time having you on here, and we can't say how much we appreciate you showing up because we have hit up quite a few people, and we've got some folks lined up. But uh, you're the first one to actually show up as a guest, so and that's so funny because I told them before we started this podcast that I literally just started listening to podcast a month ago. And, so and now you're on one. And I know. And when they messaged me earlier, I was at Bible study with my two best friends, German Baptists. And they're like, do you want to be on a podcast? And I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say? Like, what what is this about? But this has actually been super fun. This and has I, actually and been I super honestly fun. did like most of the time I was just talking to y'all. It was yeah, like I completely forgot I had headphones on and a microphone right exactly. in front of me. No, no, like, it was just comfortable. Do you think you could possibly get one of your German Baptist friends to be on here? I don't know. I mean, possibly we're we're gonna see. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna try. I can't promise anything, but I'll try. I, I have and a few names. We will keep it very super and, clean. Super oh yeah, clean. I was gonna say super and clean. It, and it would be very interesting to have somebody actually in the. That it would be very baptized in the on the podcast. And I was gonna say they're definitely that, but I I feel like I'm gonna have more luck with someone that has actually was baptized mm-hmm. and then left. And I'm gonna left. have more luck with someone that has left probably than someone in but I, i'm still gonna try i'm gonna okay. try for it because they have an interesting story that people should oh, hear sure. and they're gonna be able to answer questions way better than me because mm-hmm. i was nine years old when my parents left the first time i was uh 14 when they left the second time and i had no interest in it so mm-hmm. i never paid attention to what was really going on because i knew okay. i was never going to be a part of it but that's that folks y'all hear it from now 
Y'all should not call them dunkards. Don't. And do <laughs> not call words. them fighting words. And do not call them Amish. They are called yeah. German Baptists. So if you take anything away from today, uh, do not refer to German Baptist people as dunkards or Amish yeah. because they they might just put a whooping down on you, honestly. That's going to be a whooping, yeah. For sure. Because they sure. non-resistant. they non-resistant. <laughs> that and another another big term I hear is Mennonites. 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 Yeah, I mean, there is Mennonites right up here in Floyd County, but yeah, they are also different than us. But if I guess if we do a part two, we can kind of explain how explain. Amish and Mennonite are different like, than exactly. German Baptists. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, but we do appreciate all y'all listening. Y'all have a great night. From the late night lowdown, y'all have a great night. I'm just sitting on your front porch wondering how could I be